Shelf Pleasure contains strong language and descriptions of sexual acts and violence. It is intended for mature audiences, and listener discretion is advised. Additional themes may be discussed that listeners find triggering, and we encourage all listeners to check the episode descriptions for content warnings to decide if this podcast is right for you. Hi, friends. Before we get to the episode, we wanted to take a moment to address the June 24th, 2022 Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. This decision stripped away the right to have a safe and legal abortion. Everyone should have the freedom to decide what's best for themselves and their families, including when it comes to ending a pregnancy. This decision has dire consequences for individual health and safety and could have harsh repercussions for other landmark decisions. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. Learn more by visiting podvoices.help. If you are able to support others, please consider donating to abortion funds. We encourage you to speak up, take care, and spread the word. And thank you to Arielle Nissenblatt from Earbuds Podcast Collective for organizing this campaign. Welcome back, friends, and apparently some really brave family members. You are listening to Shelf Pleasure, a podcast about literature with fucking in it. Lots of fucking in it. We are your lovely only hope. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we are your lovably trashy hosts, Krista and Kelsey. Although we might just be regular trashy. Sometimes I can't tell. Yeah. I think we're charmingly trashy. Yes. Adorably I, trashy? I hope so. As we said in episode one, we use trash as a as a weird term of endearment. Yeah, I, I, I think we were talking about this earlier, that trash is like the same as like a three-star review. It does the most work, where it could literally yes. mean it runs the gamut between meaning like it's a bad thing or it's like a really good thing. Or and like my favorite thing. A term of endearment, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, the world may never know. It's it's just it's one of the it could go either way. It depends yeah. on context. Context context is important. Exactly. Context is key. So we are here. Actually, before we get into why we are here, um, do we have any editor's notes from last week? Two I mean, weeks ago? Whatever. I, my brain is a sieve. Who I don't think so because my main takeaway from the last one when we talked about editor's notes, I literally said, Well, we could look that up and then I said, but who cares? So Well, with that with that, no, no notes. Perfect. <laughs> well, in that case, um I guess we can just kind of hop right into the book that we're discussing this time. Um, this episode, we are getting into The Worst Best Man by Mia Sosa, yes. which is a contemporary rom-com. It mm -hmm. came out in 2020. So pretty, pretty new still, although Mia Sosa has a ton yeah. of books in her catalog. So if you read this with us and you liked it, great news. There's like a dozen other books There's there. There's more for you. And when I was getting ready, when I was putting my notes together for this, I found out something really interesting about her. Ooh, um, fun fact. Can I love just, a fun fact. I, I just have to stop and tell you how fucking cool I think she is. Because before she started writing, she practiced First Amendment and media law in D.C., Oh, nice. And now she writes spicy contemporary romance. And and like I said, she has like a dozen published novels. 
I'm not even going to pretend like that's not my female power fantasy. Yeah. That's, that's very, it. That's, it's the whole thing. I, I'm impressed. I I like that. Like, how fucking cool is that? Right? I, also I, feel like, I feel like a lot of, like a lot of a schlub. <laughs> <laughs> like, what have I done? Yeah. Nothing. I, I nothing of consequence. <laughs> We're in my basement <laughs> recording our thoughts. All I do is talk about sex on the internet. <laughs> yes. I shame my parents all the time. Yeah. But, uh, you know, but we have, like we said, we have aunts and uncles that are incredibly supportive. And yeah. I, I just want to extend to them, if you are listening to this episode... I'm sorry that you now know the things that you know about me, and I appreciate and love you for still being able to look me in the eye at family parties. <laughs> oh, God, yes. I can't... Actually, my um, my aunt reached out this week and was like, hey, I just wanted to let you know, I'm, I've been listening to your podcast, and I've been telling lots of people about it, and I think <laughs> it's great, and like keep up the great work. And I was like, oh, my God, that's so beautiful. Like, I'm so touched. And then I was like, oh, my God, the shit you've heard me say. Yeah. Um, like I would- and so I love... I love Aunt Melissa. Thank you. I am so happy to hear that you're listening to this. But also, I am so sorry. Yeah, Uncle Dave, Aunt Lily, same to you. It's it's incredibly sweet that like our families are so supportive that they're like, oh, we're gonna. Put-. It's also like you know you didn't have to be this supportive. You I appreciate that you for, went the extra you know, step. I do. It was. It it's really, embarrassing, but very touching. I I am so. I will never. I will never not be surprised when someone says I listen to you. Like just in general, but when it's someone that could like, it could feel very uncomfortable. Yeah. Because you know you like if you've changed my diapers. Um, if you've been to like my single digit birthday parties, like it could be weird to hear me say. You know, like, do I have a choking kink? Yeah. Like, what did this or, book unlock in me? <laughs> or, you know, just, I'm never going to say in front of my family by choice that I would like a fill up with no consequences. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> like, yes. you don't think about these things when we decided to do this. We weren't like, but but the reality of family really listening to it. Yes. So, all that to say, whether you know us or don't know us at all or are related or we're just strangers on the internet we appreciate you listening and for those of you that went the extra mile and listened after having grown up with us or anything yeah. marginally related like that having any hand in raising us yes uh doubly so like yeah. you have all of our love uh for what you've done for us so <laughs> So with that, now let's spoil this book for everyone. Now let's get back to the thing that we were talking about, maybe embarrassing for, for people who are related to us. Yeah, let's and talk about all the sex well, having. Them. Let's get to the reason why. Let's just add to that embarrassment. Yes. So the worst best man. Uh, it really lives up to its name in the very first chapter. We <laughs> we actually get to see it through the best man in question's eyes, which I think is a great way to open it. Yeah. Um, so it's his POV and Max, our leading man wakes up on the day of his brother's wedding to discover he said something last night that really resonated with his brother Andrew. And Andrew Maybe not decided for the best reasons. Yes. And Andrew decided, I can't marry this woman and fucking bounced. But As you like you to say, her. he was in the wind. He was in the wind and he also not only was he in the wind, but he was like, uh, texted his brother to be like, and you could tell her, right? Yeah. You'll handle it so well. She's classy. She's a class act. She'll handle it well. Yes. This will be fine. Yeah. So, um, this will be fine. 
this is fine. <laughs> it's like the dog in the room. And of on course, fire. it's totally fine. End of story. Yes. Just kidding. <laughs> so Max uh, gets the pleasure of informing Andrew's fiance, Lena, that she's almost been literally left at the altar. Uh, she's by, been jilted. Yeah. I mean, she was like real close to getting down there to finding. Yeah, she's he like was in not the, present. She's in the dress. Like, yes. It's, yeah. So um, not only does he tell her, but he also. Lena asks to see the text and she sees that what Andrew said about Max and she's like, get the fuck yeah. out. A typical like men are so stupid. Yes. And I mean, it's, I just can't get over Andrew dealt with it like such a coward. Like, well, he didn't even really deal with it. He's just like, just fucked off. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, so that happened. Uh, <laughs> so three years later, Lena is busy running her wedding plan- planning business, which is dotting the I do's. And she and her assistant, Jasmine, are overseeing the this woman whose name I love. It's Bliss Donahue. She sounds like such a treat. Um, oh. But she's overseeing the wedding and like what the groom's eyebrows get shaved yeah, his, off. His best men are trash. I was like, this is an actual nightmare. They like think it would be hilarious to shave off his eyebrows the night before his wedding. Ugh, children. Which also is like, this is why you don't do a bachelorette the night before your actual wedding. Was it a bachelor or a bachelorette? Bachelor party? And they were just like, yeah. Or were they just drunk just, assholes, like a pre-wedding night thing? Yeah, maybe. Remember. But also that Bliss is her, It's isn't it like a bright green? Oh yeah, she also wears a chartreuse dress. Like a chartreuse dress. wedding dress. dress. Yes. Uh, but you know what? That's what she wanted, and and mm. Lena helped make that vision a reality. Yes. And she's putting somehow in a lot of work. fixes up the groom's eyebrows with her emergency makeup kit, and mm-hmm. everything goes well. And while so well, in fact, yes, um, that Rebecca Cartwright, the what she the CEO of the Cartwright Hotel Group, I think it's CEO. I think so. She's the groom's cousin, and she's like, so you're the wedding planner. I have a proposition for she you. Propositions her in a really awkward way sh- where she's asking all these vague questions. Yes. Instead of just being like, oh, here's my card. I might have a job. Like, she's like so vague and creepy. Yeah. Like, I, I think Lena's like, like Rebecca, are you interested in weird. planning weddings? Like, what's, did you like need my services? Are you just asking, are you just being polite? Yeah, trying like, to be like my business partner? Like, what's going what's on here? Up? Yeah. So, so they own all of these super fancy hotels. We're not talking like the Rosebud as much as I love them. Um, these are like Ritz Carlton's. It's not a situations. motel, it's a hotel. Yes, exactly. Um, and so Lena, um, she has like a pretty precarious work situation because her storefront's about to get shut down because the the business that she partners with to use this space is closing. So yeah, the rent got like raised way too high. It's like pricing um, the owner out of it. Yes, and, he and just so can't afford, so he's gonna move. So Rebecca sweeps in with this offer to be like, "Oh, I'm the CEO of this hotel group, and we need a wedding planner because we want to start getting into more events mm-hmm. at, in our space." So this is like a dream opportunity for her, and the yeah. timing couldn't be better. Yes, perfect timing. But here's the catch: <laughs> the interview is a six week gauntlet. Well, plus, where she, yeah, well, she won't. She doesn't know that going into it. She's just like, "Oh, here's my card. Oh yeah, like come Call meet with me." me. And then you also find out before this that Rebecca has also hired like a marketing PR firm. Yes. To help like work and build up this whole new brand 
they basically kind of want to rebrand as like an event space with an emphasis on like the spot to get married and weddings. So she hires a group that happens to be Max and Andrew's mother's PR firm and they work for her now. Yes. So So they are both on the account working together. So the interview is set up as like this six week affair where there's two people going for this wedding coordinator position. There's Mm -hmm. Lena and un, un, I think his name's Henry. Maybe he's yeah, not. Unnamed, you don't really. But another barely, person. You, yeah, they he's barely of any consequence. He he exists, but in the background firmly. Exactly. They each get a marketing person, and then they are going to spend six weeks getting to know the hotel group, and putting together like what they would do for a website and other forms of meet, like video, all yeah, the whole, whole marketing package that they'll have to give at the end. And yeah, and then the interview is basically just like a fancy marketing presentation. Mm-hmm. Uh. <clears throat> The marketing side and Lena interviewing are kept separate up to this point. So for Max and Andrew, they're like, oh, well, this is a great assignment for us because whoever wins, like whoever whoever's person gets the marketing coordinator or gets the um, wedding planner job will manage yeah, the account. account. They could potentially get that account and kind of – and it, Max is really looking to get out of Andrew's shadow. Yes. And- because he's the younger brother, and they've always been, like, the parents always made them compete growing up. Mm-hmm. And so he's, like, just trying to distance himself from Andrew a little bit. Um, which I don't blame him. Yeah. That's and never fun. You you texted your brother to break up with your fiancé on your wedding yeah, day. Clearly like, they, I would want to distance myself from you, too. Clearly they don't have the best relationship. <laughs> yes. Although you would, actually, maybe if you thought you could ask your brother to break up with your fiance for you, you'd think you'd have a pretty solid relationship. <laughs> yeah, maybe. But, so, but that's not the case. But, you know, I just love it when worlds collide and shit gets messy, and it does yes. pretty much immediately after this. Yeah, very quickly does. So everyone's, like, all hyped up for their individual piece and this meeting with Rebecca. And then Andrew and Max walk in and see Lena sitting there, and everyone just panics internally like internal screaming no good decisions are made nope lena just (laughs) pretends that she doesn't know them and then max and andrew are like well i guess we'll just go along with this we'll just what else are we gonna do we'll just come into this even though you could very instantly be like oh i'm sorry i was so caught up like you could immediately after this say to rebecca like i'm so sorry i was just caught off guard like I think she would understand if you unexpectedly ran into your ex-fiance who left you at the altar. You don't even have to get into the the full details of, like, he left on the wedding day with no note and just, yeah. like, didn't turn up. You could just be like, oh, we we were together for a lot of years, and it ended on a bad note. Like, you don't yeah, have to get into the part. Like, sh- yeah, Rebecca's not privy to the- those details. No. She's the company that you might want to work for. Yeah. Uh, she doesn't need your life story. So... Yeah, I was just like, just tell her something. Like, but I guess the point of the story is that that doesn't happen. Yes, I mean, um, it, yeah, you need some drama. Exactly. Uh, so, uh, so well, Lena is definitely not working with Andrew on this project. No, she's so like she hard gets, pass, motherfucker. Yeah, I mean, Max is not much of a no of a better she, choice because she hates them she both, ha- and she like for she almost weirdly hates Max. Seems to hate Max more. She, like, has weight. Her grudge, I feel like, against Max is... Well, because like, it was his fault. If yeah. it, Like, if he Although, hadn't said anything, would Andrew have gone through it? I mean, long term, what does that mean for Lena? Not 
great things. Like you think, well, one day, if one conversation was enough to convince him to call off the wedding the night before. Yeah. But also, because I have the, because at this point, you have no idea what Max said. Nope. So it could And Max doesn't he, remember. Yeah. He could have literally been like talking about how great you are like you you really have no idea so and also like i mean mean, maybe i'm too much of a like i'm too practical where i was like oh i'll be way more pissed at andrew because at the end of the day like he made the decision like he agreed like sent his brother like it's way like he deserves like andrew deserves way more of of shit than he actually gets yes a hundred percent agree so in kind of extremely broad strokes from this into like the middle of the story um, because we want to get to the good stuff because there, yeah. there's a lot of really good talking points later on. Um, Max and Lena are paired together and then they take this opportunity to both work on the project and also just annoy the shit out of each other. Yeah, they, they claim, I love that they're like, oh, we're going to clear the air, but they really They don't. work really hard to go the opposite direction. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I feel like <laughs> Lena is very much like, oh, I'm going to fuck with this dude. And he's kind of like, okay, challenge accepted. <laughs> yes. she. I think it's amazing because she, she says constantly that she's a woman who rules her emotions. She is not ruled by her emotions. But she really takes every possible opportunity to be petty with, like, zero to no prompting. Yeah. <laughs> like, no prompting whatsoever. And also no concern. I, I, like, I appreciated the pettiness of, like, because I was like, you know what? Oh, yeah. I, girl, same. But also, I was a little like, but if you know you really need this job, especially with the circumstances happening with like you're losing your storefront and you're basically now also priced out of the area where you'd need a storefront. So you pretty much she basically really needs to get this car right job. Yes. I would like for someone who claims to be so practical and rules her emotions. I thought she would be a little bit like you'd think she'd be a little bit more like okay, I'm going to put this aside because my focus is on this job. Like, fuck you, dude, but I need this job, so. Yes. So. I'm not going to risk it. But what happens instead is. But it's way more fun to be petty. Agreed. Although I wanted her to make them collectively suffer a lot more. What we got were like, there was the prank with like lunch where they went to lunch together and she tricked him into eating really spicy peppers. And then Lena tried to stuff Max so full of cake that. He might actually burst, which was more of like a treat than a trick for him. Yeah. Um, and then Max tricked her into going to a capoeira class, but then it turns out she'd already taken a few. So it was like not. She, yeah, she kicks him. Yes. <laughs> so, and Lena does, I think Lena's best prank in the in the like stream of them that we get is when she takes him to her family store while her family is in and they basically grill him. Um, but he does pretty well there. So it's Me like, too. no, I feel like that's the one that I was like, ooh, like. They get over it pretty quickly. Well, he like, like he says some really nice stuff where he's like, well, if whatever I said, I don't know what it is, but like if that was enough to take him out of what he felt for Lena, then he didn't deserve her anyway. Yeah. And that's not the type of person she should be with. Like, I'm not saying that it's right, but like I'm also saying he clearly wasn't the right one for her, which. Yeah, I liked I did. I like in my notes, I'm like, I like that the speech worked because I was like, oh, I. I don't know if I could really take. I mean, the pranks I didn't love. I don't love. A, I don't love a prank. I think. I think. <laughs> but I'm also more so in real life. I don't love a prank. Like I hate looking stupid. And I hate being same, embarrassed. Same. So like, I don't handle. I don't think I handle pranks well. <laughs> I would actually love to see this book 
get an adaptation because I think seeing the visual, having the physical responses to the pranks would actually be really fun to watch. And I I think like, like you, like I didn't necessarily love the prank moments reading them, but I think watching them with more physicality. Yeah. for like, I think that would be really fun. I agree. I think, I think this. I think this whole book would make a great movie. I agree. I um, think this would translate really well yes. to like an adaptation and with the pacing and everything that we have here. You've definitely got a good like 90, 120 minutes to build it up and like to introduce all these characters because there's lots of really fun characters in mm-hmm. this too. Um, but yeah, I just I wanted more. I wanted more actual suffering out of the pranks. Yeah, um, like and like were, more. They, they just they felt like really inconsequential and un, almost like unnecessary. They didn't they, work. Yeah, they because... didn't work. And then it didn't really. I wanted something where it was like, oh, like they're building, and then it's going to really build this like sexy tension. That's what I wanted. Them. Yeah, I was like, oh, now that we're talking about them, like it's like making me realize things where I'm like, yeah, I'm like I thought it was like, but they didn't really because I love like really well done unresolved sexual tension or like that when people have that fire and they're like the the pride and prejudice moment of like we're like hardcore fighting and then all of a sudden just out of nowhere in the middle of this fight it's just like i'm about to make out with you the gaze drops to their mouth and yes like Uh, like that but i was like these just felt like i was like they were more kind of like almost childish and like they didn't really have yeah they didn't really work they didn't really like, well, yeah, it, they didn't work in like didn't build building up this tension. No, what it, it kind of built the opposite, where they realized that they were having fun. So, yeah. so this is this is the difference with for us. I think is that we like angst and unresolved sexual tension, yeah. and like the the when you're falling in love with someone and fighting it the entire way. Where these two <laughs> were like really pretty early on, were like having fun and laughing and joking, even though they were trying to heckle each other. Which, so that's it says nothing about the the way that it's written. It's more just like our preference. Yeah. But that I got the exact same thing where I wanted more of the like the just the the fighting sexual tension. Yeah. It was like I want to work like make me work for it. It was it was almost too easy. <laughs> well, so I was expecting enemies to lovers, and yes. this was really enemies to friends to lovers. It was like kind of like frenemies yes, to lovers. Exactly. So it's not. I'm not saying it's bad. It's just no. what I was looking for. It's not what I was expecting. Exactly. So uh, that kind of brings us well, through all those pranks. That kind of brings us up to this road trip that they take, which I love to see some forced proximity. Yeah. I mean, I will say before this, and they're also like realizing, they realize I feel like pretty early on that they're like kind of attracted to each other. Oh, yeah. And you have like, you know, her like ogling him and calling him Harley the hottie. And then him going to his friend Dean in a panic because he watches her dance and he wants to jerk off to her. And he's like, I can't. So he's, he's poor Dean. Dean um, is the only practical one. And he's like, dude, like, that's a mess. It's messy. You, Here's all the reasons you, you shouldn't, shouldn't do that. That you, you want it. And then he's like, oh, I'm, I'm going to come over to your house and sleep in your bed with you so I don't jerk off. To the thought of my dude, my ex, just my, jerk my off ex and brother, get- my brother's ex fiance. Dude, just like, just, just jerk off. Get it out of your system. Yeah, like she, you don't have to tell her. Uh, that was really funny. Yeah, but, poor Dean. Oh uh, yeah, Dean. Dean, Dean is a good medal. friend. He is a good friend. Yes. He's too good of a friend. So, so on this road trip, Lena and Max take a Saturday because Max is kind of shadowing Lena for this whole project where he's watching her 
do what she does as a wedding planner. Yeah, to get ideas for the pitch and, like, what angle they want to approach it from. Yeah, and to get, like, the to even get like creative shots and mm-hmm. you know all, all that fun stuff so they take this day trip to go to a farm in virginia to scope out a potential location and he gets to see her in action asking like oh well where's where's the power for this barn and does this include tables and chairs and how many can you fit in here and like yeah all like, of these just other have, just see all how capable and on top of her shit she really is because she totally yeah. i mean if you want someone on your team yeah, Lena. It's you hire, Lena. like hire her as your wedding she could planner. Do, she could do anything. Yes. So um, she could regrow your eyebrows. What she can't do though is maintain her car. Um, no. <laughs> so her car. You, everyone has a chore that they hate. Lena's is regular car maintenance because her car dies. On she insists. She's like, we have to take my car, and he's like, this beat up piece of shit. And she's like, nope, it's reliable. It's great. And then they don't even it's make it. It's neither of those things. They pull into a gas station so she could use the bathroom. And then when they try to start the car again, it's just, nope. <laughs> yeah, nothing. Nothing. And she doesn't want to call AAA. She just wants to get a jump from somebody. And Max is like, no, listen. There's no one around. Listen. Like, so, no. So, they get, they end up going to the appointment at the farm anyway. Yeah, it's like an inn at, like, this, night, this like, fancy farm or yes. whatever. Um. And they're like, well, maybe we'll just stay. But there's a couples retreat happening there that weekend. So all the rooms are booked out. And they're like, well. And the nice person at the barn's like, well, we'll put you up in the loft. In the <laughs> and I so, did have a moment where I was like, oh, my God. Are they literally going to have a roll in the hay? I, I was hoping. Yeah. Uh, but I like I like how it played out. I do, otherwise. too. I was like, oh. But, like, I feel like a roll in the hay is, like, it sounds fun. But then when you think about it, you're like, oof. I mean. I just think of hay and, like, your butt crack. Do I want to read a cowboy romance? Yes. Yes. Where that happens, also yes. Yeah. But for this, I'm very satisfied with the way that it played out. Yes, it so, worked better. <laughs> so instead, they they are having an argument. I think about said sleeping in the hay and whose fault it is with the car. Yes, and the couple's retreat host overhears them and is like, "Well, y'all could really use my seminar." So, and they're like, "Well," because <laughs> of course they're we're like, a day oh. late and a hundred or two dollars short. Um, and so they kind of barter that they'll go to his activities in exchange for the spare room that they keep in case yeah, any couples the one need a day. break. So, so they score this room at this like bed and breakfast. Yep. One bed baby situation. Yes, the one bed trope. <laughs> we um, love a one bed trope. We we really do. <laughs> we do. I do. I'm I'm weak for it. I like when we eschew the one bed trope and someone ends up sleeping on the floor, but then like someone has a nightmare and they have to be comfortable. I have a really elaborate one bed trope that I really yeah. love. Apparently, I, I like them all. I like I like when they're actually in the bed together, and then it's like, oh, we fell asleep facing the opposite direction, and then I woke up with your boner rubbing in my ass. <laughs> um, I- I also love like, yeah. uh, like oh I hurt my back and now I have to sleep. Oh no, just come on the bed with me. It'll be fine. Yes. <laughs> and so, then there's a boner rubbing somewhere. <laughs> you just want to be woken up with the boner, basically. Although, actually, I was like, uh, although I was like, there is, and in reality though, I feel like are there few things in life more annoying than when you're actually trying to sleep and a dude <laughs> is just like aggressively poking you with his boner? You know what? Like, and away. I feel like every like any. I guess female or any person that's like hooked up with with someone with a dick, like you know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, like that moment where you're just like, not now. 
It's like leave, when your cat is trying to wake you up peace. in the middle of the night. You're like, but it's but this is just like a boner, just like poking you. And it's like you just want to swat it down, like, boy. Leave me in peace. Let me get my eight hours, and then I'll hop on for a ride. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so where were we? Oh, back to Lita and Max. Sorry. Uh, oh, I got distracted by the, they're they're by in, boners. Yes, by one bed. Wood. Yes, and they're staying in the inn. But yes, they have they're to pretending to be a couple, yes. and they yeah they they have to do these like couple retreat like couples therapy activities yeah. where they like they're in like big inflatable ball suits <sighs> that and was, they have to like I literally I said the thought of having to play what because it's called bumper ball I said it may, it kind of makes me want to pass the fuck away. <laughs> I was like, this is embarrassing. Yeah. They're literally like running around in giant inflatable balls with just like their feet. <laughs> like slamming into each other. Yeah. Yeah. It's, but they, but, but they're having fun, which is what's important. They are. My social anxiety aside. Uh, yes. Well, I, that Max, was firmly, I was like, this was, this is a firmly like a crystal, like this is Krista's nightmare. Yes. Same, same, <laughs> same where I'm like, oh no, I'll sleep in the, I'll sleep in the loft. Um, but, you know, they don't even win this thing, but they're having a lot of fun doing it and with each other. Yes. And, and she then, also is, for some reason, in Max's t-shirt and boxers. Yeah. I don't understand why she didn't want to get her. I know she was wearing, like, a button-down for I the appointment. but jeans. I did, too. I pictured her in, like, a button-down and jeans. Yeah. Like, I was, like, like business like, cash. Yeah. I'm, like, I, uh, the boxers, I was, like, bold choice for a woman that's so buttoned up. You're just, like, yeah, I'll just wear this dude's. Boxer. I also, one of my notes, I don't know why this is really important for me to say. I didn't expect Max to be a boxer guy. I pictured him as a boxer brief guy. <laughs> you know, now that I think about it, right? I agree with you. Right? Like, now I'm like, what year is it? Boxers? Yeah. <laughs> and this was, as we said, it was published in 2020. This is, yeah. Max is a, a modern. Lena, upgrade your man. <laughs> Help him out. Yeah. Well, because we know she has. Immaculate taste, but we'll get to that in yes, a minute. Yes, yes, we will. Uh, so after the little bumper ball activity, they have like a group therapy kind of like sharing activity. And yeah, they have to share their wishes of like, yes. one of them says, was it three things that you wish your partner would do more or wouldn't? And do? then the other person has to say three things they wish their partner would stop doing or like wouldn't do. Yes. And it's, we do get a really heartfelt plea from Max to take this chance with him. Cause he's, yeah, he he's developing. He, yes, he does. And, and he also makes some observations about her where he's like, I wish you would be, um, you know, be more open with me and, and share with me and like, don't be afraid to like, let parts of yourself show. Yeah. And this is one of my favorite parts in this book. Um, because we get this really beautiful exchange between the two of them where Lena addresses this and says, you yeah, want to like know this too. It's so good. She she says, you want to know if I cry, if I ever get angry? Of course I do. But I need a safe space to do that. And there aren't a lot of those around. I'm a woman, Max. Afro-Latina too. Being emotional isn't exactly something I can do freely, not without repercussions. A black woman isn't justifiably upset. She's angry. A Latina person confronts someone, they're fiery or feisty. I don't like raising my voice in public, Max. There's too much baggage associated with it. A woman gets emotional in the workplace. She's irrational and not fit for leadership. I was fired for being overly emotional in a male-dominated space. Yeah. And so good. It, it is. It's, I, in, I'm so glad it's so overtly put out there that, like, she, Lena's absolutely right. It's totally different for her being 
emotionally expressive because of perceptions of other mostly white people. Yeah, about about that about these. It's like I'm glad this wasn't just hinted at that she comes right out and says it. And Max, for his part, takes time to like really think through that and understand. Yeah, it's like these complexities that he never thought about because you also learn like. Um, she goes into more detail because you had heard, like, it's hinted at earlier in the book that she had original, her original career was she was trying to be a paralegal and she was. And you find, like, you find out she was fired, but you don't know why. And then from this, you learn, like, it was because she had, like, an incident where she was, like, crying in a meeting from, I can't remember the exact details. She she messed up. Um, yeah, she made, like, submitting a mistake. evidence. Yes. And then it. was so, like, distraught over it that she couldn't fix her mistake. And then the yeah, and then attorney, was, like, like, lost trust in, the in her. Meeting, and then they were like, oh, well, we can't trust you. You're over emotional. And yes. she got, eventually lost her job. And then Max thinks about it and he's like, Shit, I'm a white man. I'm embarrassed to realize that none of this would have occurred to me if Lena hadn't forced me to see it. It's a privilege I take for granted. The ability to be who I am and say what I want no matter what space I'm in. Yeah, and, and he so, also, yeah, he talks about, like, seeing male coworkers, like, lose their temper or, like, scream and throw fits and nobody's ever like, oh, well, he shouldn't have that job. Yeah, it's it, it was not just a good moment of give and take with the characters having this emotional vulnerability, but just as the reader to be like, Hey, just so you fucking know, this is a lived reality for a lot of people who are like Lena. Yeah. And and they, it's, it's, it was just really well-placed and it was a great conversation for these two to have because Max is white and he doesn't have that lived experience or understanding. As he says, he's like, I didn't even think about that being the case. Like, yeah. So, for Lena, it's totally... And Lena's also never... The other thing I liked about the way this positioned was she doesn't look at her heritage in a bad way, ever. She's not, like... No. She's a first-generation Brazilian, and, like, she says, Afro-Latina. And a lot of... I feel like in media, we get a lot of first-gen kids who, like, want to distance themselves from their culture. Mm -hmm. But Lena, it's a place of comfort for Lena. She loves it. She loves sharing it. And she loves, like, the traditions that her family takes part in. And so... Yeah, I, it was one of my favorite parts of the book. And one of the things I liked most about it was um, the exploration and appreciation for Brazilian culture. Oh, and, yeah. And, like, how well it's used. I thought it was just, like, a really beautiful love letter to Brazilian people and Brazilian culture. And, like, you could tell, like... Because I think Mia Sosa is... Is, is she Brazilian? She is. <laughs> Mia Sosa I, is... Half Puerto Rican and half Brazilian. Yes. I was like, I was pretty sure that I had looked it up and seen it, but I was like, oh God, am I putting my fucking foot in my mouth right now? That'd be so embarrassing. No, <laughs> you were absolutely right. My memory. Um, we know and my that memory explains, is famously it is, hit or miss. It's why, it's why when you're reading about her descriptions of DC, yes. they're so real and her yes. descriptions of, you can tell that her descriptions of being in the Brazilian community are written with love. Yes. Um, because this is authentic. Yes, and like- it is. I really liked that. Um, so where were we? Vulnerability. Oh, so that's they, what, they're, they're having. Yes. It's like so, the, and then they are, they basically like after they cut out after like the wish one, it's like a lot of heavy emotional work for both of them. Yes. So then uh, they but go back to the room to have dinner. Yes. And I think, that like that vulnerability like them finally sharing that is what finally pushes them together for the spicy stuff yes because they they've been attracted to each other for a while but they haven't 
I don't think they would have acted on it until they felt until like Max shoots a shot. And Max shot a shot <laughs> and was like showing that he was willing to put in the work for Lena and Lena yeah. was willing to let her guard down a little bit and say, not not all the way, but just to say, This is why I'm always so in control and so reserved. And it it's just like one more bond was forged between them. Mm-hmm. So they get back to that rightfully earned room after doing all of that group therapy work. Lena. And Lena, the, well, Lena sh- goes to shower, and then we experience the most, uh, what I put, the most convoluted excuse to get a character <laughs> to go commando I've ever experienced in my life. Please, tell me more. So she goes to the shower, and she realizes that she has grass stains on her panties because she's just wearing a man's boxers. And can we so, just for for one second here? She has La Perla undergarments. Yeah. I'm obsessed with La Perla lingerie. I don't uh, even look because I know it's expensive and I can't afford it. Tell us how expensive it is, Kelsey. Would you like to know? I actually <laughs> I, I, I fact checked myself for this because I was like, shit. For one one pair of undergarments, two hundred to four hundred dollars. Jesus Christ. A single pair of panties. I've gotten... Not even the bra. Bras are always more expensive for a reason I still don't understand at 32. But just... Just just panties? Yes. That... That's more... I have vibrators that were less expensive than those panties. For real? Like... And they do way more work than a panty. Listen, I... I dream of the panties a lot. (laughs) In fact, if anyone associated with La Perla... Or Thistle Inspire, yeah. or yes. any brand. Oh my God. Uh, if you want to, we we're we will for sell sponsors. ourselves to you. Yeah, uh, I will in exchange we for can literally. Be we sometimes, can, if you yes, for if you, you pay we us, would. we'll be classy. <laughs> but in exchange for literally any of your attentions whatsoever, I would gladly read ads for you. Yes, or same. do most things. Most things. I'm obsessed. Uh, yeah. <sighs> I, the Thistle Inspire, Holy I get God, ads though. all the time. Watch, I'm I'm gonna next time I go on my Spoken Instagram, it it's gonna it'll be right there. But oh yeah, La Perla, I'm like, I, it, it's one it's that I'm so like, don't beautiful. even te- don't even tempt yourself by looking. It's it's aesthetic. I yeah, love it's it. So pretty, but holy gods, for but that yes. price, Lena, fix your car. If you have, yeah. I know she splurged on them for like her wedding, and I too oh, would yeah. wear them until I died if I spent two hundred dollars on a single pair of undergarments. Which, honey, fix your car. Yeah, the car. The car needs help. Yeah. But then, so she then proceeds to wash the panties because she, actually, this was one of the most unbelievable things in the entire book, that she didn't pack spare underwear. I don't go anywhere that I'm going to be for a long period. If I'm packing a bag, there's always like at least three pairs of underwear minimum. (laughs) Like I, I you pack would think like I pack, gonna... You would think I fucking am incontinent with how many underwear I pack yes. for anything. But <laughs> like I feel like, come on. I just I if I am taking a one day trip somewhere, I like yeah. you said I pack like four pair for what reason I do not know. That is like one night my travel anxiety. Three. And I'm wearing a pair. <laughs> it's not like I'm leaving without the underwear, and then I'm like, oh, I need one for later. <laughs> Uh, like what am I, I it's I do always have the thought where I'm like what do I really think is going to happen but then I it's always I just got to do it <laughs> it's just, just it suits it. me but, when I pack yes I so, know I feel safe because I've overpacked exactly so she washes her one pair of underwear and then leaves it in a cup in the shared bathroom in the inn 
I, <laughs> she's really not so, herself in this it, moment. It was so, I was like, that was like, this is a lot just to get her to not wear panties. But like you could just be like, I hate wearing underwear to bed. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> you don't have to give any excuses. Do you yeah. do you live your very best and most free life? Yes. Uh, but. But that this leads, leads exactly it does. where it we leads where you think where we want lead. it to go, and I have to say I liked the spicier. It was very verbal, and like we talked about in the love hypothesis, I don't know. I just feel like being that verbal through everything makes it hotter. So, but I'm actually glad that you brought up the love hypothesis because I actually have a note where I compared it because I was kind of torn about the spice. Because it is very verbal, like, in the foreplay and beforehand. And there was something about that that kind of would take me out of it. I don't know what it was. But then when you would, like, get down to, like, just the spice and it was, like, they were still verbal but it was a lot less, That I then I would get really into it. So I was so, really – I was, like – it took me on a journey. <laughs> I, uh, I, I can put see my that, though, because it was – a lot there was a lot of of speaking although yeah, like, i did but laugh when you say things like big lick energy oh yeah well i know you don't love like i don't want to call it i don't even know what to call it they're like they're like modern colloquialisms but there's nothing wrong with them being this is a modern no. story there's nothing wrong with that but it's just too it's too cheesy it's, for me yeah but I laughed really hard, though, when Lena said, I honestly hope you're bad at this so we can just, yes. like, fuck and get it out of our systems and then be good. Yeah, my note after that was prepare to be disappointed. But alas, my sweet baby, Hogleg Hartley, is yeah. not bad in bed. No, uh, I found another. This was a quote that I was one that I was like, I don't know. Like, for, there was something about it that I can't even put my finger on. But it said, I wish I could make you come so hard you cry out loud enough to shatter the windows of this ridiculously charming inn. <laughs> And then right after I put okay then, which I was like, I feel like it's a solid goal. I also need to take a moment to celebrate though. He goes down. I want, well, not, yes, but brown nipples. Yes. I clap like standing ovation. Fuck. I, in all caps, I have finally, and then a bunch of clapping emojis. If I had to read one more fucking book about pink goddamn nipples, if you have pink nipples, Good for you. Congrats. But not all women have pink nipples. Yes. And no, especially not a, a woman of color. Yes. Yeah. this is, Lena has just said, like, what her heritage is. She would, she has brown nipples. Yes. She has brown skin. It should absolutely be yes. represented but, that way. But I think even in general, like, not not all white women have pink nipples either. Like, That's true. They come in all different shapes, sizes, colors. Yeah. Celebrate like, them all. Yeah. Brown um I was very pumped about the brown <laughs> There's actually another romance author that we are going to cover. Who does the brown nipple challenge. Yes. Right? Which I, oh. Yes. And I'm very excited. Um, we are reading her book in November. I think so. The list is out as of today. Well, the day that we're recording. So it's out. Our, our autumn reading list. Check yes. Check it out. It is. Um, but yeah, that is I, uh, uh, Nana Malone. I yes. I believe her name. Um, I'm we will we'll be getting there later in the fall. Exact date, not known to me right now. <laughs> yes, but so, I was like, yeah, but I do. Yeah, I'm like, I have my notes. That the spice is taking me on a journey. I'm half so into it, and half not. And yeah, I was like, I I just couldn't put my finger on what it was. Like there were certain things where it was like I liked that they were having a conversation about like this is what I like, this is what I'm into. But the way they would say certain things, I was like, it was like a business meeting. Like I was like, this is. This is drying me up. 
I also but then, left. But then when they would just like get down to it, it I was great. like, oh, I, I, oh, here's one. I put like, I'm not into the way Lena goes into what she doesn't enjoy for pussy eating, though I'm not mad that they're having the communication. But then he said this, which I loved, which was put this over my shoulder, grab onto my hair if you need to. I like that a lot. And I said maybe because it was more succinct. Yeah. Like that. I'm like just getting Ooh. right to it. And then I put two thumbs up for the actual eating her out scene. Yes. that was. Against the door and she's like holding uh, on to the door. Not, oh, yeah, and the, so then the leg over, the one leg over the shoulder. Yes. So he could like get up in there. Oh, we live for it. I'm about it. I also laughed really hard when after this, Lena told him to take off his pants and he did the most dude thing ever, which was interpret that as take out your boner, but leave, <laughs> take out your boner. But leave your pants bunched around your knees. <laughs> Tell me you don't know so many dudes that would do that. It is, but that's... But it's just like you're so eager. They just like shimmy it down to their knees and they're like, it's here. Look at it. It's, and he's like struggling to get his pants off after that because he's left them in like bunched up, like all like all fucked and wadded around his knees and he almost hits the deck. But it's really sweet and silly. And again, I just, I could just see like that, that being such a dude interpretation of take off your pants. Yes. Just free the boner. But and I think it keeps it from being awkward because it is like silly and fun, but it's also still getting like pretty hot. Um, yes. Although <laughs> the one thing because I was like, oh, now it's like, all right, they're gonna, they've done all that. Like, yes, he went down on her. Now they're like gonna get really down to business. Like, oh yeah, they're gonna fuck do it. This is one that this phrase, I want to punt it off a cliff, where he makes a comment about possum sex. Oh yeah. Guys call it starfish sex, I, too. I, there's just something about that that I was like, I hate this. It makes me, I was like, men are, this is why all men are scum. I just get the, like, like it just, it gives me the, there's something about it where I was like, it just kind of gives me the ick. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Where I'm just like, oh, do you really, like, I don't know. Do you really need to kind of insult a woman's gender before you're. You're expecting to fuck her. Yeah. But like, I do like, I did like that Lena kind of calls him out to be like, well, maybe it's because you weren't good. Yeah. Maybe they say, I don't like guys yeah. that do the jackhammer on me or, you know, whatever. Yeah. His like maybe your dick game is weak. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm just going to lay there because just it's boring. Wait for this to be over. Yeah. Um, but the, but I the, do. I don't like, I see what you're saying. Yeah. That one. I was like, ooh. This is also, it. I was like deflated. I got really excited that they were talking about using a condom here, too, because, like, birth control gets skipped over in a lot of places. And especially with contemporaries, I'm, like, I'm thinking about it. I'm not, like, oh, are you taking a magical potion to keep you from yeah, like it's, getting it's pregnant? Harder, I'm, like... It's harder to suspend disbelief in a contemporary where, like, a fantasy one, like, you could just chug chug a tea and... Yes, a contraceptive Where they're getting their period potion. once a year or something like that. So I love that they had the conversation. Yes. But then... There were prank condoms, oh. which who has prank condoms <laughs> ever, especially in a bed and breakfast or an inn or like what wherever we are. We are 100% on the same page because my note was fake condoms. What the fuck kind of inn is this? It's in a shared bathroom. I, yeah. Like, I why don't. Are there f- why, one, what inn has just condoms in their shared bathroom, but let alone fake condoms? Like. <sighs> What is this? Is it a weird, like, church propaganda inn where they're like, oh, 
I, I have no idea, but I was like, yay, talking about using condoms. So oh, no, they're fake. And now we're not going to have say, sex. Don't they say something like, you ain't getting. LOL, you're not getting any. Yeah. Uh, something like that. <laughs> so so weird. And, and I love, I can't stress enough how much I love that we centered Lena's pleasure. Yeah. But she gives him a BJ. And it's a fade to black. Yeah, it's a fade to black. BJ. And I want to know about we the beach it. Tell you me want to know details. about the skills. Yeah, I want to hear about it. I do just a little bit, please. Yeah. So that's my only real complaint is that I, I, I wanted to read about the BJ. Yeah, I wasn't expecting anything to be after we got the pussy eating description. We did. I was not expecting any fade to black. So that that was a little jarring for me. Yeah, but. But yeah, but then surprise, it's Easter, so they got to get home. Oh no! Wait, wait, wait! It's wait. oh yeah, it is Easter. Yes. Um, I was like, wait, we can't skip this part. No, we're not skipping uh, it. It's, it, it's so just we, surprise, it's Easter, and then the part. Yes. So, uh, great on Mia Sosa for subverting my expectations because I thought, oh god, now we're gonna have time before they actually have sex, and they're gonna feel weird about hooking up at all. But they do this like frolicking in the flowers and then fucking Fuck on the hood me. of a car. It's just like a field of tulips and it's romantic as shit. Mm-hmm. And then Max fucks her on the hood of her car and it's it's like outdoors and there's like, could they get caught? And I was super into that for their first time. It was not what I thought their first time would be. I thought it would be in the sweet little charming inn and it wasn't. And thank you, Mia Sosa, for giving me something I didn't know I needed. Yeah, that was fun. I was into it. it not what I expected at all. And it was, I was here for it. Yeah. But of course, this brings us to the fact that Lena did just... Fucking and beautiful outdoor scenery. Come on. Give me more of it. Fucking with ambiance. Yes. (laughs) Fucking with ambiance. That's... Who doesn't want that? But... Fuck me with a little ambiance. Come on. We do get to the point where Lena realizes she just fucked her former future (laughs) brother-in-law. Surprise. Surprise. So everyone easy, after so this forget. <laughs> is in their feels on the way home and things are very briefly awkward. But I do love that it's short-lived because reasonable that they would be like, oh, is this weird? But then, hey, they're adults and they kind of communicate their needs. And they're like, we did say no expectations. No, not really dating. Like, this has yeah. sh- this is like just what it is. And so they continue on with this like friends with benefits situation. Yes. It, although I will say, I was like, was it just me or did it at times like feel really weird that her family was just like, oh, we're on board with this. And not one person, even though they're like really like straight talking and almost like brutally honest at times, not one of them was like, oh, girl, this could maybe be messy. <laughs> I mean, her cut co- like she spilled to her cousin and Jasmine. But I think they enjoy the mess as, as like True. a lot of like families sometimes like them where they're like, yeah. oh, tell me your shit. But I feel like for, like they're so protective of her. Well, he did I win them ex- over. Yeah, but I thought they would be like, oh, like just like one of them or at least Jasmine because she's a little bit more like realistic. Yeah. I thought like she would just be like, just be careful, girl. Like it could be messy. Yeah. You're right. There was less like. Like they were just like, oh, we're on board. The only one that was like. Be careful is Dean. <laughs> That's true. Dean's the only one that was like not thinking with his genitals. Everyone else was like always hot and funny. And, yeah. You know, the family Get likes him now. Who cares? And, yeah. Fuck Andrew. You already did. <laughs> um, so they continue their friends with benefits 
business. And they also start doing, they like set a date to go try the Cartwright's dinner menu for this project as like their part of their research is to like try the the lunch offerings and also the dinner offerings. Yeah. And it starts out so cute and they're like going to split paella and it's really sweet and they're doing like real couple-y things. And then Rebecca shows up at the same time as one of Max's slash Andrew's friends. Yeah. And he promptly puts his foot in his mouth and is like, Okay, hold on though. I'm going to say... I don't think it's him putting his foot in his mouth because this is on them. This is their stupid no, thing. No, no. The part dude. where he says, oh, you're Andrew's former fiance who he left on the day of your Like, he could, for him I to say. Like, he said all that. He did. and Because then he said, oh, it's like probably he, weird like, that I said it like that. Yeah, I don't know. And I it, was more. Yeah, no, not not saying like, oh, you're Andrew's former fiance. That part is fine. The okay, part I, where he <laughs> got into the specifics of who left you at the altar on your wedding day and jilted you. Yeah. <laughs> and, oh, it was probably awkward of me to say that. My bad, bro. I didn't feel it was like that he was that out of line. Maybe I was more, because I was more caught up in like the, like the Rebecca part. Right there, that I was like, yeah, how did neither of you see this fucking coming? Yes. Like, Rebecca, for her part, is totally I had chill, little though. Patience. I had little patience. For them, like, keeping the secret from Rebecca and them being like, oh, yeah, this will be totally fucking fine. Where I was like, like I said before, I was like, this was an easy thing you could have solved early on. It's going to blow up in your face. Yes. It was so, a bad call. Rebecca takes it in stride, though, and she's she's like, oh, well, guess I missed that memo. Yes. Maybe we should talk about this on Monday morning. And Lena is like, no, this is my mess. I'll clean it up. And And she's pretty chill during the meeting when Lena comes in and comes clean and, and says, like, hey... So I was engaged to Andrew, and he broke things off. And full disclosure, I'm in a relationship with Max now. And Rebecca's like, "Listen, I'm my yeah. I my like, grandfather I, is the one that started this hotel chain. I'm used to having my moves dissected. So like, I get why you didn't want to appear weak, but also the way you did it was really shitty. Yeah, I di- I did like uh, yeah, I liked that combo. I liked. That Lena immediately like also came clean about like Max and I are, like are seeing each other. Yeah, wasn't and it wasn't one more like lie. okay, like I'm just gonna compound it and just like I'm gonna come clean about this, but not about that. Yeah, exactly. I I was really glad that we weren't like adding one more thing to then blow up in Lena's face. And Rebecca was like, "Hey, you better wow me at this yeah. at this well, interview because this has been a lot." Yes, like that. I did say oh, in like my notes, I was like. I was glad she came clean, but uh, even, like, telling her, like, okay, and yeah, I'm dating. I was glad she came clean about Max, but also, like, that is so messy to tell your potential future boss that, like, <laughs> hey, um, I'm dating my ex-fiance's brother, and he doesn't know. Um, and I was like, I don't know why Rebecca would still want to hire her. Rom-coms, man. <laughs> It's, again, this would make a great adaptation. It would. It would be. I feel like it would be very, very fun as an adaptation. I do too. Uh, and this this whole time frame, um, at, like after the meeting with Rebecca, Max realizes that he does want a real shot with Lena because mm-hmm. he's falling in love with her and she with him. Yeah. And so he r- rushes over to her office where she's working on her cousin's wedding. Um, there and to to tell her and then boom 
Andrew walks in on them because he's because trying they're, to, yeah, like, they're making out. He's trying to, like, sneak some details on her project because Andrew, like, isn't actually as good as Max at marketing. because yeah, of course he's um, not. Yes. Uh, and he walks in on them yeah. making out. And he has a fucking fit about it. Like, well, so, like, more than just justifiably upset. I will say, I feel like when this confrontation happened, at the start of it, in my notes, it literally says, like, Honestly, I'm kind of team Andrew on this. Who wouldn't lash out if they caught their sibling and ex-fiance making out behind your back? Um, like, I mean, And I was like, I, I honestly, I didn't feel bad for Max and Lena at all. Like, you should have seen it coming and you should have told him. But then, of course, like, immediately after, it's, like, revealed that Max is, like, a stereotypical, like, mustache-twirling villain. And he just Andrew. actually... Or Andrew, yeah. yeah. There's... <laughs> Ooh, that's probably telling. Um, <laughs> that, like, yeah, he never, Max never said anything. So it, like, He talks about where he'd go on his honeymoon. Yeah. And he wants to go to Costa Rica. Yes, like, so he never actually told, like, Andrew just made it up. So, of course, I was like, oh, well, I can't even, like. To, like, spread the guilt. So. Yes. Um, but, I, because, like, right before this, I realized I, this was the point in the novel where I realized that. I really had trouble getting into I could I had trouble getting over the Max and Andrew being siblings and Lena like going from um I I had trouble with her being like with the love with interest the brothers. being a brother but I was like I I think it's firmly like because I have siblings and uh, like I come from all girls I could never imagine one dating or sleeping with someone that dated or slept with any of my sisters or and vice versa. Like it would, I don't, th- I don't think that's something I could ever get over. So I feel like I had trouble getting into it because of that, where I was like, I couldn't that, fully, yeah, that makes sense. I couldn't fully enjoy it where I was like, Oh, like if I ever like walked in and found my sister making out with my ex, like, I would fucking lose my shit. I mean... Like, I would be petty as fuck. Well, didn't Andrew say, too, like, oh, I guess we never had bro code or something? Like, he makes a reference to that. Their their relationship is real. It is weird. weird. But I was like, but I know that's just, like... Andrew's also so clearly a butthole. Like, 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 uh, I didn't love... So, can we talk about the twist that it was, like, that it's revealed that Max never actually said anything? That was not what I was expecting the reveal of the conversation to be. Me neither. So, do you want to tell me what you thought it was going to be? And then I'll tell you what I thought it was going to be. I wonder if they were on the same page. I thought that their conversation the night before made it clear to Andrew that Max had feelings for Lena. And that he was like, I can't marry someone that like my brother's into. Like, I thought it would, there was something between the two of them back then that we just hadn't so gotten to yeah so i was actually like thought very much along similar lines i thought that he like um that what max would eat like he either not even necessarily that he was in love with her or, like had feelings for her but i thought it was at least going to be like that he spent the whole night singing lena's praises and talking about how great she was or yes how cool exactly she was. like and then andrew realized like oh even my brother who's like just met her like feels more strongly about her than I do and that exactly. was right and I I would have liked that a lot more 
than Andrew just being kind of this. Andrew was kind of like just this one note. He's kind of a limp, like a bad, like a limp, like bad guy. You're just kind of like, oh, everything. He's like, so even obviously when I was like, oh. the worst brother. Yeah, I I was looking. I was kind like, of hoping it'd be more love me triangle. Feel like, yeah, like it almost made me feel more bad for him because I'm like, oh, like you're just like a stereotypical like like everything. It's like it, it's very it's very very rom commy. Yeah, and like, but not just rom commy, like old school rom commy. Like, well, it's the actory uh, breakup. Yeah, that, of like that's the, oh, like you're here. just like it's yeah, you're like you're one thing. Yes, but this is like he he serves the purpose of being the actory breakup because then Max calls it off he he goes over intending to tell lena that he you know wants a fair shot at this relationship and then ends up breaking it off he's like of course because andrew throws in his face that he like max's ex-girlfriend met andrew once and was like oh i miss oh, i wish i met andrew before i met you so which he uses I mean, like a lot of really like shitty thing throughout things. the whole book like they talk about that yes too where like so andrew then and, like lena and max have a conversation about it and but then Max is super insecure and is like, well, I'll never know if I just wanted you to compete with my brother or if it was yeah, and like it, genuine. And it also throws him because Andrew brings up the fact that Lena, like a week after the wedding didn't happen, she tried to like still. Oh, to reconcile? To reconcile with him. Yeah. So he, that's like also Max being like, oh, like, am I ever, like, I'm always going to be like your second choice. I'm going to be in his shadow. Yes. Which I also, I kind of felt like, I don't know if I ever would believably think you could ever get over that or like that you wouldn't, there wouldn't be some weirdness from it. I, yeah, I, I was yeah. like, damn, I, I would not have been able to do that. No. I'd been like. Like I, I mean, I said before, I was like, I would have thrown a fucking fit. Oh yeah. I would have thrown hands. <laughs> Um, somebody would have been missing something. <laughs> like, uh, I would have been so petty. It wouldn't have been funny. That, that's, yeah. I would have been unbearably petty. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how you reconcile after. No. So. And it's like your, your sibling. Like. Oh, I was thinking reconcile after you've been jilted by someone. Oh. Not the, the sibling thing. I'm like, well, he left her. So, like, whatever. But the being jilted thing is the thing I don't know if I would like. I wouldn't want to reconcile after that. No, I like, wouldn't either. Get, like you, you jilted me. Get like, fucked. Like, like through a text, you didn't even you didn't exactly. even me to my face. Like for real. Oh yeah, definitely not. You didn't even leave me a letter or something. Just a text to my brother. Yeah, not to me. He has <laughs> to a my brother to my uh, to your to your brother. Yes, <laughs> yes, to your brother rather. Um, so yeah, so everyone suffers here and and yeah. tells their moms um what's happening but they keep working together up to lena's interview because yeah we if have nothing else they're adults yeah we have to deal with them dealing uh, um with the breakup i did a, you know what i did really like was that when max is ending things that i liked the perspective perspective of lena being like well i'm not gonna go out of my way to convince you to be with me yeah like if you're not gonna be with me like if you don't want to be with me or like then I'll be fine. I'll move on. So I really liked that. And, and I enjoyed getting that perspective because I don't feel like we get that a lot. I feel like it, it's a lot of like, I'll fight for us. I'll yeah, fight for us like, both. Oh my God. Or, or like, I'll be miserable forever without you. Like, I'll never get over this. No. Which I, I liked that like reality of like, you know, I've also, I was like, I on a personal note, like I had ended a relationship where I was like, 
I literally said to them, I was like, well, if you're willing to try. And they were like, well, I'm just not ready to try right now. And I said, then, then, and I ended it because if you're not willing to try. So, so I liked seeing I don't want to have to convince you no, that you exactly. want to be with me. Yeah. But yeah, I love that Lino is like, I love myself enough to be yes. like, I'm not fucking touching this. Exactly. Like, get and your that, shit together. And the idea of being like, oh, like this, of course, like this is going to hurt me and I'm going to be upset about it, but I'll live and I'll get over it. Yes. And then you see her like, I much more enjoyed Lena's like coping and like she goes to for her cousin Talia's bachelorette party with her family to a male strip club and she's like, oh, she has her family. That was much more enjoyable for me than Max dealing with the breakup, which was um, him going to an open mic night and uh, doing a uh, slam, poetry. slam poetry. And my <laughs> exact note is uh, open mic night. Mind blowed emoji, gun emoji. <laughs> I nightmare. I couldn't. I don't. It was like, so painful for me. I was like, please don't, don't make me read this. That that's the secondhand embarrassment. Yeah, so, so why you gotta like, do this no, to me? Yeah, I can't. The secondhand embarrassment was so. It's that's all it is for and me. Also, I, just, I was like, I no, can't dude, nobody's clapping for this. Nobody's impressed by this. Yes, I'm sorry. <laughs> sad boy they want you to end this they want you to leave so someone can come up here and play wonderwall on acoustic guitar <laughs> i'd rather have that <laughs> yeah. uh so lena's interview comes she absolutely kills, she kills it, it because she of course she does because yes. she could run the world um and she's she finds out i think right before at her cousin's wedding yes yeah, because like she doesn't sh- want to tell anyone because she doesn't want to take the spotlight off of them yeah they like call her um, during the wedding and she's like all right i'm not gonna say anything she gives a really beautiful toast. oh also before this we get like andrew apologize like comes and apologizes to lena yes which i was like that was one that was like it just felt so rushed to me where i was like, real I quick like, to moment yeah. yeah for sure yeah, yeah, I felt like that last chapter, it was like, it just... Dominoes It wraps just up fallen. very quickly. Like, yeah, like the Andrew... Maybe it was, I was like, I just wanted... Like, that's a... To be, like, engaged to someone, and then now they left you at the altar, and now you're dating their brother. I mean, that it has to been... me, tell, like, to me, is like high drama. And everything, like, kind of... It's like, it felt weirdly low drama. And, it has like, been three years, though. I know, but I don't, you also think, like, well, the stuff with Max and Andrew, like, you two clearly have a lot of shit to work out. Yes, that absolutely. Yeah. Um, but, Matt, but like, Andrew and Lena seemed really final. Yeah, like, I, that, they so seemed it's like, more, yeah, yeah. I, but, done with. but you're but right. I, the, yeah, I like that he at least apologized, and he's like, oh, I've got to work on myself, and he was, like, leaving the, his mom was like. And he came to congratulate her, because he heard yes. the, he heard Henry, his his wedding planner person didn't get it. Um, and so, yeah. And, and then Max comes to his senses because yeah, he, he was supposed to be Lena's date to the wedding and he shows up at the reception during still, her he, toast. Well, I think she asked like, and he's like, no, no, I'm still going to come yes. with you to the wedding, which was a little weird. Those like, like I said, like, I, you're I, so I, adamant about breaking up with her, but then you're like, no, but I'll also come with this to you, yes. with you to the wedding. And I, my note is that Max finally pulls his head out of his ass. Yeah, he does. <laughs> at, a, at the, like the rooftop garden. It's like somewhere really sweet and beautiful. And, and then Lena's mom and aunts had a bet going on, on Max this whole time. And oh yeah, it was, it was a funny wrap up. It was cute. It was. Um, and that's it. That is the, yeah. the worst best man. Um, so overall, what did, what did you think? I, Liked it, but I didn't love it. I like, I gave it a 
three star, but maybe like I think we've talked about like the three stars do the most. Yeah, I like yeah, just like trash. Maybe like a little on the <laughs> like for me a little on the lower end of the three star. Like there was stuff about it I really liked. There was also some stuff I was kind of like meh or didn't really care for, and. I, I think also, well, what did you think? Like, what would, did you rate it before I like get into more detail and take over? <laughs> so I look forward to the day when we don't have the exact same star rating because I also <laughs> gave it a three. Like, I hope one day I we mean, are both fair, on I'm, opposite ends of the yeah. spectrum. We're like, I fucking hated this. Weird. And I'll be like, I'd sell my soul to read this for the first time again. Uh, yeah. But no, I gave it, I gave it three stars. I thought the spice was solid. Um, and there are a couple of things just related to, to style that didn't resonate with me personally. And that has, that's literally nothing but preference. Like I don't, I think Mia Sosa is a great writer. Clearly. Yeah. It's, it's really just style preference. Um, also I'm vindictive and I really wanted to see, again, I couldn't have an ounce of power because I would abuse it. Oh yeah. Uh, I wanted to see Max and Andrew suffer. I would be firmly a villain. Not just with petty pranks. Like I wanted like a pound of flesh. I wanted some yeah. real fucking good ones. You do ones. love a pound of flesh. Yeah, I so. really, I think it's why Dark Romance speaks to me. Yeah. I'm like, I need to like, I need to see yeah. the power dynamics like a, change really like. I enjoy a, I enjoy a high drama. Yeah. And like same. really intense, like that, like intense emotion. Um, yeah. Cause it, like there was nothing, I wasn't ever like, this is bad or like, oh, I hate that. Like I never had that moment. I think. Also, one of the things that me that I feel like played into, I am very much a mood reader, and I could tell like if I'm like how I'm feeling or what's going on will affect things. And I think, interestingly, the fact that we had so like right before this for our book club, totally outside of the podcast, we had um, just finished reading People We Meet on Vacation, which I by Emily Henry, which I fucking loved. I, did I was too. So, I I loved that so much. And then not too long before that, we read Red, White, and Royal Blue, which I also really loved. So, and those are both like contemporary and kind of like more lighthearted. And they had like I loved them so much. So I feel like going into this so soon after, my standards were almost like so high. It was like I I loved the banter in those and the way the characters are written, the way the conversation is written, the tension, the drama, like those characters, I loved them so much. So I feel like it almost like set this like unfair standard. You would have been on a downward trend no matter what we yeah. read. So yeah, like, I think that's fair. Yeah. I feel like it's that hard played into it. And I, I also was like, I didn't really have super strong feelings either way about Lena and Max, like, especially Max, I was actually pretty meh on him the whole time. Like, there wasn't, there's nothing wrong with him. I just, I wasn't like, oh, my God, this guy is so fucking hot. Like, get on it, Lena. Who cares? That was my my vibe yeah. this whole time. I was like, this is all good. Yeah. It's all, there. I, I really, like, my complaints are exclusively related to personal preference like yeah, I like I like a straight enemies to lovers more than I love an enemies to friends to lovers that's just me that has absolutely nothing to do with the way that this there, it's not saying this is set up wrong or something yeah. it's just what I prefer so I think like with you this is good it's not my ideal 
but like I'm glad I read it. I'm gonna yeah. read The Wedding Crasher. Yeah, I was probably not mad at all that I read it. It was really it was fun. It was cute. It's yeah. funny and like if you if I you would really enjoy like a rom com and or you want like a fun like goofy if you like that and are into that like this is definitely I would definitely recommend this and the to people that like if that's your vibe all of the if you love a prank and all of the Brazilian cultural prank. inclusion yes was I fucking awesome I loved the like her and the family dynamic and how like that clear like familial love and how like yeah just and that open she and close they being. are and they like. Um, yeah, I really loved that. And yeah, and just the love and celebration of Brazilian culture was really, really cool. And you like just so much, you kind of learn stuff about it as you're reading, which I yeah. found really enjoyable and fun as Same. a reader. And I, I like, I, like I said before, like I like seeing when she's, she's first gen, a lot of times we see those characters trying to distance themselves to assimilate to, I guess, what, mm-hmm. whatever average American culture is at that time, and that's not the way it is here. Lena loves yeah, her Brazilian she's very culture. Proud and- she she marvels at the shit that her mom and her aunts did, and the f- she finds the food comforting, and she looks forward to the traditions, and she loves sharing those things with Max, who is a white boy, <laughs> and so uh, like he so he has no experience there, and she loves to share that part of herself with him, and it's it was so detailed, like you said, I felt like I learned a lot. Yeah, but it also so clearly came from a place of love. I I had to translate a lot of Portuguese. I. <laughs> Thank God for, I love a Kindle for that. I'm like, yes. I also like that it was written in Portuguese and that because we're not native or or any type of Portuguese speaker, it's how it would feel if we were overhearing those conversations. And then we waited a little bit to get to the translation. Yeah. I really like that. Usually like she, like Miyososa was really good about like having it. So it's like, oh, it has it in there and you could look it up exactly. But usually there would be like a little line kind yeah. of explaining what it was. And all, it helps like, cause she's like Lena's explaining it to Max. So exactly. You got the, like the non yeah, like You're being immersed with him. Exactly. It was, I, I, I really love that. I'm sure yeah, I did too. for people that speak Portuguese, it's even better because you get that representation. Oh yeah. And especially like if you're Brazilian, like, yeah, I would. I would love to. You'd I would really love to enjoy, hear perspective like, the, on that. Enjoy and probably appreciate that representation. Representation. I also was a big fan of Lena being super vocal about what she wanted with sex. Yes, and in the relationship in general, there I wasn't was too, this even though some of the ways that she phrased it, I didn't love. But I, I liked overall that she was like. I'm going to tell you what I want, what I'm about. Yeah, there wasn't this, like, embarrassment or, like, no. oh, like, I, I'm afraid to say it. Like, she kind of came out and said it, and I love seeing examples of that because you should be empowered to say, like, this is what I want. Like, if you're having sex with someone, you get to say the type of sex you want to have. And, like, you should be able to say, like, this is what I'm into. This is what works for me. This is what gets me off. Like, yes. Like, are you down for that, too? Um, and... I, I just think, to, like, obviously, I don't have the full perspective on this, but I was, I liked seeing a woman who was uncomfortable expressing emotions to casual acquaintances and strangers, and who would hold out to have a cry until she was alone, mm-hmm. because I'm I'm just a private person, and I don't like sharing in front of people that I don't know well, yeah. and and I am as white as a sleeve of saltines <laughs> like I don't I do not have I can't stress this enough I do not have her perspective as a woman of color yeah I just appreciated that like that you know you can have empathy yeah especially going, like there's so many books where it's like um like a character is like oh like I, literally in Hooked where they're like oh I promise I don't cry out they're like sobbing they're like mm-hmm. I, pro- I swear I don't cry all the time but then they're literally crying half the book and like 
that I feel like that's a really common thing. Yeah, I had a romance, so I was like, it. Well, I I did also enjoy like seeing a woman that was like more reserved, more reserved, and and, her and of reasons. course like she has like more like cultural reasons like behind it too, and like oh complexities, which is also interesting and like um like real. I I enjoyed getting that different perspective and exactly and that's that's what i mean like i don't have the full breadth of what mm-hmm. lena but i i enjoyed seeing that one because representation is so important and we need to see you need to be reminded that that is a lived reality for people the representation is important and then on the much smaller and much less important side like i just personally like seeing people that emote in the same ways that i do yeah um and so that was like the, just the whole the whole gamut of that who Lena was. I was like, I like this top to bottom. Yeah, it adds a uniqueness to the story that you don't yes. always get. So, and in, like sometimes in romance, which can be like so trope heavy, which which I love a trope. I love we. I have no problem talking about a trope. I they're comforting. Really enjoy, yeah, but I was like, but it is nice to like see subtle differences and things within those tropes. Yeah, subvert my expectations yes. a little. Yeah, like I don't need the same white girl like protagonist for every book i read exactly i don't want that no we're we're trying to include lots of different voices in this and with that uh well is there anything else you want to say about this book before we kind of i think i feel like we've covered it all great well so with that if there are any books you would like to see us cover or if there's any authors that you think like we should read or anything at all along those lines please let us know yes. we are always My- open to recommendations we'd love to hear other people's perspectives on books or what they think we should be talking yeah. about my personal request please recommend some good sapphic romances yes i'm dying for more sapphic romances on the podcast and i just like, picked i need up- a good sapphic romance i just picked up delilah green doesn't care and i'm really hoping i love it but i'll let you know but yes, we I, always need more sapphic romance. Yeah, I don't think it's fully sapphic. I think it's just like a whole poly mess. But I really want to do Dowry of Blood. Oh. But I think that's like female, female, male, male. But I don't know. We can I find think, out. Yeah, I, will, I plan to, to find list. out. <laughs> so, well, uh, well, babes, that covers the worst best man, I think. We will be back on August 18th with our first Mafia romance. And a favorite author. Uh, my comfort smut. Yes. Katie uh, Robert. Around these parts, you will hear this name probably quite a lot because we're going to cover <laughs> The Marriage Contract by Katie Robert. Um, and this is the first in her O'Malley series, which came very highly recommended by our friend Michelle. Yes. Uh, Thank, so you, I am, Michelle. Thank you in advance, Michelle. I am so excited to read this. And uh, yeah, like we said, if you, have, if you have a series that you'd like to see covered or if you want to... Um, correct us on anything i expect that that will happen at some point or another Mm -hmm. or if you just want to say hey here's a thought about this book that you covered or are covering we would love to hear all of those things so we're always on social media or you can email us at shelfpleasurepod at gmail.com yes tell us about ourselves and until then read what you love and and fuck fuck the rest. rest we did it If you enjoyed Shelf Pleasure, please feel free to bookmark us on social media. You can follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter, or like our page on Facebook at Shelf Pleasure Pod. 
For questions, concerns, or recommendations on future books, please email us at shelfpleasurepod at gmail.com.